0: here we go again, another COVID-19 check-in. Today, my guest is very special to me, one of my best friends. I've known her for 13, 14 years. When I first met her, she was a wonderful sister with an A. Now, after all these years, decade plus, she's my wonderful sister with an ER. This is Miss Marin. Thank you very much for joining me. I'm very excited.
1: Thank you for having me for inviting me. Sister and sister are one and the same, you
0: know. <laughs> well, I had to make that distinction at the beginning.
1: <laughs> I mean, in our community, it's one and the same. They are they are the same.
0: Well, I wasn't quite in it in it yet when I first <laughs> met you, right? You, you kind of brought me into it, so I appreciate that. So, how have you been doing? It's been like 2 months of lockdown.
1: 2 months of lockdown. Um I've been doing, I've been doing okay. I remember when they first told us that they were going to put a pause on school after March break for two weeks. My kids were beginning to, even then, you know, at the end, just before we went away, you know, Albert, when they were sort of, the kids were, they could tell, you could tell they were a little worried. And some of them were, I'm taking my textbook home anyway. And, uh, I was beginning to listen to what was going on around the world and I thought, we may not be coming back here. And I remember Telling one of my students, I adore her. I she's just I, she said, Miss Mayor, should we take the textbooks home? I said, You know what? <laughs> take all your books home. We don't know what's going on here. And now we are on March May 18th. So yeah. Um the first week after March break, the kids were already chomping at the bit. I had a few emails from a couple kids saying, Can you give us some work? You know, we're not sure what to do. And I said, Actually, that I got one of those before March break even ended a request for work, and I said, "No, no, we're still on March break <laughs> so give us give us at least the rest of the week and then I did start to post some things and then then we found out, nope, we're not going back in and had to sort of revise everything initially, one of the things I kept telling the kids was, "We'll take this one day at a time, and you know what? I still have to say that still taking it one day at a time,
0: yeah, it's funny we were talking earlier about. This is just like everyone being back in teachers' college or first year teaching again, right? That's everybody's starting from the same spot, and uh, yeah, we either you hit the ground running or you're drowning or you have anxiety. All of those things are happening to every teacher around the province. There's no exceptions. I feel like.
1: Yeah, I would agree. All at once, I, I think, as you said when we were talking earlier, I said, you know what? It's the Day one of day one of year one, you know, teaching in this manner, although I've been teaching for 28 years, I started teaching in 92. And I was telling you that, yeah, my, I'm feeling anxiety. Like I feel on Labor Day, Monday, that, that just before, you know, going into a new school year, you don't know who the kids are. You don't know what the kids are going to be like. You don't know what, what the new year will be like. And there's that anxiety. You can't sleep. And pretty much by the end of that first week, you're good. You're back to it. You just jump right back into it and it's like you never left. And yet now I feel that I'm having those anxious, you know, interrupted um nights of, of very little sleep almost all the time. I think I can count, you know, on two hands the number of really good nights that I've had in terms of sleep. But every single one of the others has been, did I did I get that done? What do I have to do for tomorrow? Have I finished this? You know what? What? What else is to come? So yeah, we we feel, and you're right. It, I've had all those emotions. I've had the hit the ground running. I've had the drowning. I've had the constant anxiety. But I, I've been trying to bounce back every time. So the days that I feel like, oh my gosh, this is too much. What am I gonna do? And then, you know, between you and some of our other colleagues, I uh, and and friends, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll try that. Albert said to try this. I'll try that. You know. Someone else had to try this. I'll try that. So drowning, not so much anymore. Um, Hitting the ground running, yeah, every day. And the anxiety is not going away, for sure.
0: Well, the thing is, you're someone that is very open-minded and always uh, having a reflective teacher. So I think that gave you an advantage in this crisis in that you're open to different things and you realize that everything is different. So for those of us who took a little time realizing it, I think uh, those teachers have more trouble like trying to replicate what was happening uh, before, you know, like it, it, it. the earlier you realize that this is completely and totally different and requires a different mindset, the better it is that you are prepared to go through this.
1: I would say that. Um... I kind of had to step back and say, look, this isn't going to be perfect. Uh, I was just telling you that very first, you're the one who told me about this loom. So I went and I downloaded the loom and um, it allowed me to make videos, which is great. But those first videos were awful. They were just, I I didn't know what to do. I've never had, I've never spoken to nothingness before. So you're speaking into this void. There's no child questioning, you know, no, those questions you're expecting. That sort of keep the, the lesson going or, or take the lesson in another direction, often good directions, although they think they're trying to distract you. But sometimes those directions are good directions that you go off on a tangent, you have a good discussion, then you come back to the lesson. And so the first few, I'd say the first couple of weeks of my room videos, they just felt, they felt so uncomfortable. And then I would say probably in the last week, maybe the last two weeks, not even quite the last two weeks, I started to take a different approach, slow myself down, you know, think about what I want to say. What is it I want to get across? I'm still having these major brain parts where I can't even remember just basic science language, basic terminology, basic vocabulary that has never slipped my mind before. But then I, even in the videos, I say, apologize because you know what? This is new. This is a new way of living, working, thinking, and my brain is just adapting.
0: It's kind of like driving for the first time, right? You are focused on so many different things. So even you recording a simple video, you're thinking about looking at the camera, what's happening on the screen, the uh, what what button to press next, what to say next. It's not ingrained, right? Just like yes. when we first started, right? when we first started driving, we're not listening to music, we're not having conversations. we're not drinking from a mug. We're just like, Two hands white knuckling on the on the wheel, right? That's what's happening right now. Still, I feel like right. So it's I think it's totally normal to to be uh, foolish, to look foolish right now teaching because it's you're, it's like your first time. It's like your first month of teaching. I, I'm sure I did plenty of foolish things.
1: Exactly. You know? I agree. I'm not, I, haven't up, even, right? I haven't even gotten to the video part of Loom yet. I'm still too nervous. <laughs> maybe I'll go to the video part of Loom next week. But right now, all they're getting is whatever I'm trying to show them and my voice. So I think that's the next next goal to put myself in the video. We'll see.
0: Yeah, everyone has a different comfort level. So what's the biggest challenge other than the technology? Because for someone like you, who've been teaching almost 30 years, I've always admired that you you know you are not uh, a luddite, but you also acknowledge that it's not something you're comfortable with because it's not native to you, right? Like with me, I started teaching with technology, right? Like I remember bringing my own laptop in my first couple of years of teaching, but that's not native to you. So, what is the biggest challenge when this is all you have? You're forced to use something that is not second nature to you in order to do your job. What is the biggest challenge?
1: You're right. You know, I, I, I must say, as you said, we've worked together for 13 years. And although I used to joke about being a Luddite, you're right. I really have been very open to, to making every change that I would say you specifically brought into my world of teaching. But, um, I, one of the things that I, I never grasped well and that you've always taught me is less is more. And I, so the biggest challenge for me is, m- trying so many things at once and trying to manage too many different things. And once again, your wisdom has stepped in and said, why are you doing all of those things? Just do it this way and engage in this manner. So the biggest challenge for me has been managing, um, pulling all the things together that are effective and sort of starting to say, okay, this is not effective. We aren't responding well to this. Let me change it to this. And I, I appreciate so much. We had a, a, a good conversation last week about, you know, questioning the kids and providing something for them to respond to. And last week, at first, when you told me, and I think we spoke like on Monday, and I thought, okay, I'm going to try it for next week. But something in me, probably a little a little bit of Mr. Fong in the back of my mind there, Albert saying, no, 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 try it now. And so before, by Wednesday, I, I made a change to, delivering a lesson and the way in, in which i was hoping to engage and and get them to tell me that they show me that they were engaged i haven't quite taken on what you said to do completely but i have modified it and i am seeing a bit of a change so i I'm, i was really quite pleased with myself last week because i i didn't wait for this week i actually stepped in but the hardest part for me has just been managing all of the things and Instead of just trying everything, I, I have to now learn to choose one or two things, stick to that. And if it's not working, then I change it. Uh, it's the managing of the kids. It's the managing of the students. This has been, this has been an abnormal year for classes for me. Um, so because of that, I'm managing, you know, just under 90 kids right now and trying to, to, keep them contained within the, the timeline of a day and understanding that they don't work the same way that they were working before when they had to be in school at 8.30 and we saw each other, that's been a challenge as well. That's the second biggest challenge to managing this teaching from home, what I keep calling crisis teaching, not just... Um, I, I've had to sort of push back on um, Answering their emails at you know ten thirty at night, eleven o'clock at night, um, even though I know that's for some of them when they're able to get work done, not necessarily just because they're just waking up, but maybe that's the only time they got to the computer so I would say I would say that would be one of the toughest things to manage. How do we provide how do I provide support for the ones you know you have the ones that were quiet in class before? And at least before you could see them and they would remind you, because you could see them, you're like, oh, yeah, remind me to ask so-and-so a question. Now you can't see them. You know, now they're not in front of you.
0: Yeah, this goes back to what we were saying before, what we're missing, right? That interaction, that back and forth. Because I know when a lesson's gone badly or not going the way it's supposed to, because I have enough experience now with, with these lessons, that, oh, they're not asking question X, because i i would right because i always set up a a, my lessons with holes in them so that my my students can fill them in right yes that i would purposely not tell them about certain things and see like that's kind of like my way of measuring uh you know subconsciously or unconsciously that you know what is happening in my classroom if 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 that bell it's kind of yeah it's kind of like an alarm bell you know like oh, these guys aren't asking the question that I think most students should ask. That's when I know something is wrong. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be, I have to, then like in my mind right away, right? In real time, it's like, okay, what do I do? Do I do this? Do I tell them the question that they're supposed to ask? Do I go back? What's been happening lately? That's the other thing, right? Like what's been happening lately? Maybe they just came off of an assembly or maybe there was a fight at lunch, you know? Like there's so many things, Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. So th- that we don't have, we don't have that information. All we get is ones and zeros, literally ones and zeros, <laughs> yes. and figuratively, either they're doing it or they're not but doing they're not. it. That's all, yes. that's all we know right now. This digital thing that is the biggest challenge to me. It's either on and off. There's no nuance. There's no context. I don't know, and I don't have the energy to collect all the information from, like you said, just under ninety students or whatnot. I just there's no way I, I I could try, but I know it won't end well for me. So yes, I'm yes, in self, <laughs> I'm in no. self-preservation mode, right?
1: Yes, as we have to be because it's and you're right. It's interesting, although we could see them, and even if there was something else going on, and it wasn't what was happening in the school, we still we still had that connection, right? I mean, even now, answering an email, um, tone is so important, and There, there are things that I could say to a child that they would pick up right away and say, "Okay, yeah, you're right, Ms. Marin." Sorry, sorry, sorry. Now I can't type that, and if I typed it, it sounds like I'm yelling at them or I'm being mean. And so it's kind of like, no, I, I have to be careful, and I don't have the opportunity to check in with you know, eighty-something kids every day to make sure things are good. So I have to. You're right. It's a one and a zero, and if there are too many zeros. You know, three three days pass. Then you have to say, okay, what's going on with so and so? And you send a little email out, or you call the house, and then you you know sort of get a, a one again. <laughs> You're right. One's and the zeros. Oh, well, oh, she's on me. Okay, I, I'm going to hand this one in, and then they start to work again. So that we're looking for the ones and the zeros. That's exactly it.
0: And sometimes, you know, I I do my best to put myself in the students you know, shoes, right? So mm-hmm. they don't have that regular set schedule for them, right? Like it's a it's a great idea to oh let's not have a schedule, let's, you know, have them do work or, or learning when, when when the mood hits them. But like those people I feel like forget what being a teenager is like the
1: fact that the mood could not hit you for weeks, yeah. They forget Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I don't feel like learning this right now, right? That's I feel right. like I feel like worrying about my best friend uh, having a crush on this girl. I want, you know, like, what are you doing? You know,
1: that's right. right. I'm not doing that work.
0: Yeah. And then it's like two weeks later, I'm just still talking. Oh, so what happened? What happened? Did she say what? Did she text you back? You know, like like, that could be hours. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Right. I remember that. I remember doing that with my friends. So that's what the students are missing. So I don't get offended if students don't do my work. I've sent no. them the reminders like you said, yes. right? Yeah. And today just just now just before I started talking to you, I checked my email, somebody was doing a work from week 3. Yes. Somebody submitted work from week 3. We're now entering week 7.
1: Well, I have to laugh because I some of my some of my grade 10s, I saw stuff submitted that was just homework postings from like November. Submit so then i said so i said a quick little leave me back i said uh you're kind of bored aren't you (laughs) you know this was a november homework from like some chemistry unit way back when and these are the myps and they're the ones i see every other day right the whole year so i had to and then i got a little smiley face back (laughs) because i was like what what you submitted homework that was due from November. You must be bored, child. And I got a little smiley face. Yeah, I was there, and I was trying to catch up on all the old work. So, I mean, I get it. You're right. They they have their own emotions, and I have my own. I have my own 16-year-old who has his days, days where we see him you know, emerge after 12, and there are some days he emerges before noon, and I'm like, ooh, what's going on today? Maybe there's something new.
0: Yeah, it's just um, it, when it builds up too, right? I remember doing that as a student. You know, you procrastinate for a little bit, and then all of a sudden you check your email or the Google Classroom, there's 30 things you haven't done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Guess what? I'm doing next. When I see that, I'm turning it off. Exactly. Let me go do something that actually makes me feel good. <laughs> That's right. That's why I don't give them all the work at once.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: only giving them the work that they that they haven't done, or the learning. Let's call it learning. I read that somewhere. Let's not call it work. Let's call it learning. Right? Like learning it. tasks, not assignments. Learning tasks.
1: Yes, actually, I, I keep having to point that out to them because every question, every every post by from me is is this from Mark? It's like was everything from Mark when we were in class? Have you forgotten what we used to do? We we actually had lessons. Right? we learned about things. When I assigned a question to you, it wasn't for marks. How has this changed, children? You know, <laughs> so you're right. It's learning right now, right? This isn't this isn't assessment and an evaluation? This is just learning.
0: It could be because just the classes I have, but I haven't really had any marks. A discussion at like minimal, like a few, a handful, asking about marks or whatnot.
1: To, yeah. To be fair, many many of those came from my grade twelve, so that's that's fair. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, if you're in grade twelve, I get it, right? Mm-hmm. Like,
1: oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's. Uh, but on the other hand, I I don't know. I was talking to my sister-in-law and my nephew's in grade twelve, and for him, he he thinks, or the mom thinks, COVID nineteen helped him to get into university programs because people are not applying or deferring. Especially like if you think about international students, how many of them aren't going to be on campus or even in the country, right? I don't, I don't know a lot about it. I've read a few headlines, how they're changing, how they're accepting international students. So I wonder if like, that supply and demand piece does anything to uh, university acceptances. I don't know. That's just something I was curious about.
1: That is a possibility. I don't know. I, I I think I like that. One of the things I like about this is, and I'm seeing this from from teachers, you know, who are posting on Twitter, is those kids who weren't able to manage everything at them all at once in that time frame are now being able to do it at their own pace. They they you know read my lesson. And it's so funny. Sometimes I'll get a question in my my Gmail, and the time of the question is 1:46 a.m. And I don't respond to it, of course, until, you know, the next morning, eight something. But it is interesting because it's kids that, you know, are really doing their best to stay on top of the work. And there may be one or two lessons behind, but they are doing it at their own pace. And I try to answer those as quickly as I can when I get up in the morning. But uh, it could be that by that time they're they're on to something else or they've gone to bed. But at least I, I try to make sure I answer every one of those questions. And you had asked earlier, you know, what, what are, what are the, what, that's one of the other stressors, I think, um, is not losing any of these multiple emails that come in from the kids from all the different classes about different things and just trying to comment on or, you know, put a little positive spin on everything that's coming in. Before you could do that as a whole group, you're addressing a group of 30, you're addressing a group of 25, and now, you having to find time to sort of fish out each kid and just sort of make sure everything's okay. Um, that's a lot more challenging to manage than I've ever found before, because I could see them before I could I could see their emotional you know I could check their faces, I could see their body language and and you know reactions to the things you see. And as you said, it was those cues that you were waiting for in class. You know, do they get this? Well, no one asked me that question. Something's going on here. Or are they all sleeping and do I have to pause and make them all stand up and move around?
0: Yeah, I want to go back to what you said earlier about, I guess, some sort of silver lining or what do you take solace in during COVID-19? That's something that you hadn't thought of. Like for me, is this podcast. Like if this pandemic didn't happen, I would not have started this podcast. So what are some, or even like just advice that you're into, Right now, that makes you happy.
1: This one is, this is a hard one, um, for me to admit, but, um, I actually take solace in the isolation. I am happy to do this. I mean, I do miss my students. I miss seeing them and talking directly to them, but not, I'm not really, um, bothered by being able to just sort of uh, see the world through um, the isolation of my backyard. I do miss friends and family, but I'm okay with sort of slowing down the outside world, that I'm not interacting as much. I don't know if that's just my old age talking, like, you know, happy to not have to interact with some of the things that are draining. Um,
0: That's really good because... I think we need to all realize what is the most important, right? That's what's happening right now. I think it's exposing some really terrible things, but it's also uh, removing some of the peripherals, if you will, right? The, the the frills and all of that, right? The the rat race, right? Like we, we're we the rat race has stopped. I think that's what you're descri- uh, describing.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yes. And I love that. I love that it's stopped. There are some drawbacks, clearly. There's some, you, almost, you just said frills. There are some, this is almost like a no frills version of some things, right? Because we don't get the perks of seeing and interacting live. I've I been removed from the race, and I'm not sad about that.
0: Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Um, I look forward to doing this again when we discuss your uh, amazing teaching career, and then in a much later time, I hope when you retire, do a whole reflection of the whole thing. Um, so definitely, we're going to have you back on. I appreciate your time, Ms. Marin.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. This is awesome. I am glad this is this is your solace. I'm glad you have have taken plunge, and, and you know this is good because there are so many ideas that. That you bring forward through this, and, and I look forward to hearing more.
0: Oh, thank you very much. I'll uh, I'll see you soon. Okay.
1: Take care. Bye bye.